This is 21 down. So for the first time since I think like probably episode one, it's just me and Mason. Yeah. <laughs> I just this, wanted to point that out. Lucas one. is being an adult. And Kyler is probably... He hasn't been on here for a while. It's been two or three episodes. He should have been on last episode because we talked a lot about basketball. Yeah, that's weird. We didn't talk about basketball at all when he was on. Yeah, and then all of a sudden LeBron decides to be LeBron. Anyway. Connor, something happened on Sunday. Something very tragic, I would say. Oh, I think something very uh, telling of the season happened this Sunday. Something very telling of how football is. I need where to talk. It's going. I need to talk louder. I'm not. <laughs> As you can tell, the sickness has gone around our town, so we are all getting the sick. plague. The plague. It's not that bad, but it's just like it sucks. Yeah. I've been. I found an old pill bottle that I. That's a weird Celsius. Yeah. Whatever. The Arctic Celsius is what we cracked open. It's mid. It's like a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I found a antibiotic pill bottle that I got for a sickness I had like a month ago. So I've just been taking those. I'm just going to chug this down real quick. Uh, you talk about the Super Bowl. So, I was actually pretty excited for the Super Bowl. I thought... I've never been... I used to be a Travis Kelsey fan. I'm not really anymore. Patrick Mahomes, I've always been neutral with. Do you think that was five seconds? Less. You seriously down that in like one sip. Nice. That was half a Celsius, Mason. Um, I thought it was going to be a good game, right? Yeah. The Eagles. It was a good game. It was. It this was. was <clears throat> I'll say this much. This was a top-tier Super Bowl until the until it happened. Yeah. But see, that's the thing is that... I can't even think of it as a good game anymore, just because of how it ended. Yep. Yep. For those who don't know, uh, who doesn't know? Who Charlie talked about? Like he watched it and everything. Mm-hmm. If Charlie talked about it, there's going to be a bunch of people that know. It was but trending it was, on Twitter for a solid day and a half. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want. You, can you pull up the AJ Brown and Juju beef on Twitter? Yeah. I want to talk about that. That's yeah. I can pull that up. Uh, you keep on talking about the Super but. The the penalty in in question was a holding from C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I believe. And looking at all the angles, he barely grabbed him. It didn't influence Juju at all. It didn't even really pull on his jersey. But I think, I think it was just one of the most ridiculous calls, especially for a Super Bowl, where in that scenario, you want to let him ride it out. Yeah. You want to give the, the Eagles the ball back and see if they can drive all the way down the yeah, field. because it's still 38-38. There's a minute left. There's yeah. a chance it could have happened. And if you're the NFL, I'm not saying the NFL rigged it. I'm not saying it at all. If, if you're the NFL, the ideal way you want a Super Bowl to go down is overtime. That's a fact. Yeah. Because you want this game to either A, go on for as long as possible, B, get as much hype around it as possible, and going it into overtime even in a regular season matchup between like the Lions and the Bears, if it goes to overtime, people are going to be watching it. Yeah. And people are going to be talking about it. And this is a year where there's been a lot of overtime games. Mm-hmm. I... So it would have been perfect. I don't think that the NFL rigged it either, 
That's not what I'm going to say. But I feel like the refs have some... Mind I don't know if it's... The monopoly is the right word. But... Like... Uh, I, I feel like... They it's, have... It's something. There's something going on. There's a... Well, it's... I feel like it's also could be... There's a lot of exposure to the rules of the game. And, like, people are starting to understand them a little bit better. And more and more and more. As we understand the rules, we understand how dumb they are to an extent. Mm-hmm. And that there's a lot of things wrong with roughing the passer, with holding, with a lot of things. Right? There's like a few... I would say <clears throat> there's like five cardinal rules that you have to have in every football game. Uh, you No off, like offsides, neutral zone, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably... Oh, man, I can't even think right now. Oh, uh, a, a good PI, like a solid PI, yeah. like if it's actually meaningful. You got like uh, uh, punter stuff where like you hit him after the uh, punt. If you hit the punter, you know, mm-hmm. four, four, you know, just like those are like the five, five or four, whatever I said. I can't think of the other one right now. Uh, I, I can only think about what I have in my notes. But uh, it's... Those are, like, the only ones you really need in a football game, to be fair. Yeah. Like, I, that's Like, roughing me. the passer nowadays is just ridiculous. Uh, what is he, like, roughing the passer is just, like, unnecessary roughness on the passer. That's the best way of putting it. Yeah. But it's ridiculous because it's never an actual, I mean, nine out of the ten times this season, it's never yeah. been, like, a Very legit. few cases is an intentional, like, you know. Well. I feel like it should just be for intentional stuff. And at that point, just make it, like, kind of, like, a flagrant. Yeah. You know? Oh, helmet to helmet. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. That's one of the rules that I think everyone can agree with. Well, yeah, because you're just keeping people from becoming Antonio Brown. Yeah. But, I mean, we could, A, either dwell on the subject of the Super Bowl, or B, accept it for what it is, and move on. But, yeah. Because we have some more drama. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about this? Is some of my favorite drama that's been going on for a while. Juju Smith-Schuster. I, I have the tweet right here. Yeah. So if you want to, Juju, post Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, and then it's of course a picture of C.J. Gardner Johnson. Now, now talk about Juju for a second. Talk about how his career now, Juju, was dead. His Juju, career was dead. Juju was going out of the league. He, was he going probably to be... would be in the XFL right now, maybe USFL. If uh, he would be in the, I mean, he didn't sign the one year deal with the Chiefs, you know. Depend- he, yeah. he went over there for publicity, really. Well, because you have, uh, I, I'll say this: if you're, a do you know how much hype Juju had going in? Oh, his so rookie much. year, so much. If you can run, have a pulse, and can see and like have decent hands, Patrick Mahomes can make you a good wide receiver, a good wide receiver. But the funny thing is. Juju was, was not a good receiver this year. He had three total touchdowns, I think, like, maybe over 300 yards. But I also saw a stat that was, like, Juju had, like, 12 total something. Not touchdowns, because he had three touchdowns on the year. But it was – I, he didn't have 12 receptions. No, he had that more. That doesn't <clears throat> – he had more receptions. But it was 12 compared to 19 ticks Hawks made this season. Or maybe it was play. It was playoffs. Playoff receptions, he had 12, oh, yeah, 19 yeah, yeah. TikToks made right. during the playoffs. <laughs> if, 
if you want to sit here and tell me that Juju was an integral part of the Chiefs win this year, you're lying. I'll listen, but then I'll just leave without saying anything. Yeah. But back to the drama. So then, you know, A.J. Brown, so yeah, his what, teammate, so claps he, back. He posted a Valentine's Day card of a picture of C.J. Gardner and Johnson saying, I'll hold you when it matters most. Yep. You go ahead and... Yeah, okay, so first off, congratulations. This is quoting A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You <laughs> was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on... <laughs> on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. Already. Already dogged Summed it up. It. Yeah. Summed it up. Okay. A.J. Brown, I mean, unless if his ego got in the way of it, he would be in one of these minor leagues. USFL, XFL, CFL, yeah. ELF, whatever. Just whatever league signed him first. That's basically mm-hmm. how it works. Uh, calling him TikTok boy. is just the icing on the cake. It was so funny. And I and, and then, a lot I'll, everything I'll, else yeah. unraveled, you know, like yeah. Patrick then, Mahomes chimed in. I'll finish the quote real quick. He admitted that he grabbed on you, but don't act like that, or or don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. And then just you know some emojis and stuff like that. And then Juju said something about like, I'm glad you were able to get that off your chest after all these years, which that really just stoked the flames. Patrick Mahomes said something. Patrick Mahomes said, this guy must be bored or something, I think, along those lines. Talking about Juju? Talking about, like, A.J. Brown. Like, trying to stir up something, but it was Juju well, like, who was stirring that could something be up. That could be a dig at either of them. Uh, just kind of being like... It could be, but I don't think it'd be a dig at Juju just because they I think it could be. I mean, like... Uh, I mean, well, I being, think it was replying to A.J. Brown's. It was replying, it to, replying to, A.J. to A.J. Brown's. Brown, but, like, it could be, like... This guy must be bored that he's dealing with Juju, like kind of like true. So it's kind of a lose lose for both of them. It could be a dig at both of them. That'd be sick. Yeah, I don't have a lot. I have. I I like AJ Brown. I like AJ Brown. Uh, I don't have anything against no any of them other than Juju. Yeah, I have everything against Juju. You have something against Patrick Mahomes' kid, but we can't say that right now. We can't that say can that. That's the biggest episode. forehead. We can have a just whole talk episode. about Patrick Mahomes' kid's forehead. We could, dude. We should do an episode on the. Mahomes family. The and Mahomes just talk about like the lineage. saga of how horrible like two Even his dad is getting annoying cuz he was like I'm gave, smoking like, that out. Philly pack. No, I mean that was sick. He, it was. He was kind of a dog for that one like yeah, come but on. Get even in there. then it's getting a little annoying. Like but how does the one that thing guy I would say congrats to Brittany and Jackson Mahomes for keeping their mouths shut most of this season? Because I didn't hear almost yeah. anything from him. No, I heard nothing. I mean... So, congrats for that. There was no drama, so that was big. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally during the Super Bowl, we had Connor on live reaction of Brittany Mahomes and LeBron. LeBron didn't say anything. LeBron didn't say anything <laughs> until, until like halftime. And, and it didn't like, make any sense. Rihanna was really like that. And then had like 16 emojis. <laughs> that re- we, I feel bad. There was a lot of memes from that uh, halftime show, and we yeah. missed it. And we missed it because we went to Walmart to get Halo Top. That's, I mean, you were, yeah, we, we can't, we, we won't. We don't need that. to speak on what else happened. But, I mean, crazy. There's a lot of memes from that. Mr. Beast. Rihanna would, kind of went sicko mode. True. That With might have actually been, could you imagine if that was actually a good halftime show? From what it looked like, it I looked fine. I think it fine. was. Uh, I think everybody thought Kanye was pulling up in the middle with like yeah. the uh, lights went down. Could you Flashing imagine? lights. Could, Could you imagine, imagine Kanye? That would have been so sick. But of course, with all the controversy around him. There's no way. That was never going to happen. Yeah. Anything um, else you want to talk about with the NFL? No. 
I'm just kind of glad that it's over. If I'm being honest, this season is well, kind of. Uh, I mean, been whatever. Especially the playoffs has just kind of been. Whatever. I'll say, a lot of stuff happened this season. Overall, I give the season like a B plus. Solid I would, season. I would give it a B. I if think. It, okay, if if no no call on that, and that Super Bowl would have been perfect. True, a. especially because I don't think they would have. I don't like, think the Eagles would have been able to get a field goal. No, I don't think they would have. It would have gone, 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 gone to overtime. I feel like the Eagles get the ball first. I think Syria. I mean, or like, maybe even the Chiefs get the ball first and I'll, get a field goal. You know goal. what? I'll say one good thing about the Chiefs. Uh, McKenzie, I think number one for the Chiefs, the guy mm-hmm. that almost got that touchdown. That was one of the most selfless acts I've ever seen any player do. True. That like I I mean I read a post about this. It was smart. That should be like in every like high school gyms gymnasium or like that should be talked about in like every mm-hmm. weight room talking about how you need to be the selfless one to help your teammates. Like mm-hmm. when you're focusing on yourself, like in the weights room and everything, you're the big you're you're the baddest mother ever, you know? Yeah. But like when you're on the field, you're out there for your brothers, you're out there to like Yeah. Show what you got, but also... Because it was pretty there. clear the Eagles wanted them to just score so that they could oh, get the ball they let, with Jalen Hurts. They had it wide open right there. Yeah. You, one of them backed off, I think, if I remember. No, yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But he went... And he took a knee because he knew what was happening. And it, it kind of That's made a, me a little mad at the at the moment because I was like, this is really how the Super Bowl is going to end. But, like, I, I'm not going to put the blame on... McKinsey. No, I, I'm gonna check McKinsey. and make sure that that's his real name. I think it's McKissick. Uh, I I mean, uh, McKinnon. McKinnon. I think that's one of the most selfless acts I've ever seen. Yeah. Any player in any sport ever do, which mm-hmm. amazing. Good. I mean, good on him. Like, come on, let's get in there. You know, it's a shame we don't have Lucas to clap at everything we say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we could stop talking about the NFL because we have a new league. Well, a three times new league. The XFL, baby. Let's freaking go. Two days from now. Two days from now, we'll at be one chugging PM. Chugging Zoas and eating wings. One PM, our time. The Vegas Vipers kick off against the Arlington Renegades. Choctaw Stadium, Arlington, Texas. Let's do let's just first off, let's just talk about the Vipers death chart and we can talk about the other I think we can go week by per- week and go... We'll do that. We'll do that, but we'll just do that for the Vipers, and we can just do picks. Yeah. Pick uh, but first, we got to talk about the death charts, because okay. there's some stuff there. Uh, we Let's go through like all the other ones, like quarterbacks and like notable stuff, and then we can talk about the uh, Vipers death chart, because there's some stuff to it. So, uh, you know, if I can find it... Because there's going to be some stuff. Let's go to XFL.com real quick. So, if I could find... Let's... Why don't I just use the iPad that's right in front of me? <laughs> that's way faster. So, XFL released its death charts. Uh, not surprisingly, Vegas has the best uh, team. Well, yeah. Of course. So, we can start with the Renegades. If they have it... Oh, and also, just real quick while I'm stalling for time, the uh, Player 54 chasing the XFL dream. Uh, is it out on you? Is it on YouTube? I think it's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, yeah. I saw I, that Gosh, was a question. It. I'll probably watch it. I'll watch it. I have 
It'll probably be on Hulu soon. Basically just Hard Knocks, but for... Hard Knocks, but for the XFL. Uh, hopefully we can see some gut hut coach action. You know about that, right? You remember the gut hut coach from the Browns Hard Knocks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the Vipers o- O-line coach. Oh, actually? Yeah. That's sick. That's why we're going to have the best O-line in the league. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> ah, yes. These sissies back in the World War One did jumping jacks, push-ups, and sit-ups. Oh, this stretching bullshit. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Where did XFL analysts find these death charts? Because I was just planning on going to his freaking uh, Instagram, but it's only starting at the Vipers. Yeah, just do the I Vipers mean, then. Well, okay. If you can so find I the can, if you can find the if, Arlington, then might as well. But we I mean, could probably we just could, go week. All, we, all week. I wanted to talk about with Arlington was that QB Drew Plitt is the starting quarterback for the Renegades. Yeah. Why not Kyle Sloter? <laughs> okay, Kyle Sloter was a dog. Not the best quarterback in the USFL last year, Ducky. Up yours. Case Cook is <laughs> the chef. First time Mason's ever insulted Ducky. Yeah, we've had some beef. Really? Yeah, yeah I thought you were just me. Uh, no, Ducky. I hated him for like the first couple months when, <laughs> before I was at the pro football newsroom. But uh, why not start Kyle Sloter? He proved himself last year. Sure, he had a couple of weird turnovers. But it, he has a good connection with their starting tight end, Sal Canella. Who was with mm-hmm. them in the USFL? They were like one of the best. They were the best quarterback tight end duo. I mean, just because he's starting doesn't mean he's gonna play the whole game. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, we can talk about the Viper situation with their quarterback, but uh, oh, okay, okay. You know what? Here's the uh, week one starting quarterbacks. Let's just do this real quick. DC Jordan Tiamu, uh, last year was with the Tampa Bay Bandits, and in 2020 was with the <sighs> Battle Hawks. Mm-hmm. Over De'Ara King. I don't like that. I think De'Ara King is a way better... He has a bigger tool set than Tiamu, but Tiamu is safe. Yeah. Especially for a week. Uh, and then AJ McCarron for St. Louis. Everybody saw this coming. Kind mm-hmm. of a big, bigger name. Orlando. This one's going to... Paxton Lynch. Dang. Panthers starting quarterback last year. Famous bust of, in the NFL. Paxton yeah. Lynch. Wow. For Orlando? For Orlando, which is going to be the worst team in the league already. Yeah, you right can now. kind of already tell. Florida teams usually end up being not very good. The same thing last year with the uh, Tampa Bay Bandits in mm-hmm. the USFL. Is that why you got beef against Tiamu? No, I, I don't have anything against Tiamu. I think he's a good quarterback, especially in the spring league, but it's just kind of like... it's just I think he's not utilized right in the systems he's in. And I feel like he's a much more basic quarterback. Uh-huh. In the Battle Hawks in 2020, he was kind of a dog. But Taylor Heineke got hurt. He would have started. Yeah. But, like, he got hurt. Tamu came in, kind of did his job. I can respect him for it, but I think Derek King is a better quarterback. Has a bigger upside. Yeah. Uh, so he, but week one, are you wanting upside or are you wanting... I'm wanting upside. If I'm the D.C. Defenders, their team, I'm wanting upside over stability because they're not going to have a lot of upsides. The defenders are looking like the weaker team. But that's the thing with these spring leagues. You either go for stability or upside week one and into week five. Once you're in week five, we'll know how everybody's going to be. And everybody's going to have like their thing. Everybody's going to be fine. But that's the first five weeks of spring football is crucial to making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, Philly Stars. First five weeks, kind of a mess. But they still managed to scrape, like, I think three or two wins. 
So going into that final stretch, uh, no, they had two wins, I think. They had to win out, basically. Uh, they kind of did. They got to six and four. Yeah. And then they got to the championship, which I could see happening with one of these teams, for sure. But what's going to happen, like, the first five weeks, then we'll know. And then everybody will be fine. But it's just, like, if you're able to, like, win more than you lose in the first five weeks, you're basically set to make the playoffs. Yeah. Debatably. But But, I feel like in week one, if you come out and... You have a... You either come out and... Beat the Sea Dragon or the Renegades. No, DC's playing Sea Dragons. The, you either come out and beat the Renegades Wait. with a safe quarterback with Jordan Tiamu, or you risk it with this other guy. Vipers you know? play the Renegades. That's what I'm saying. DC is <laughs> Jordan. I'm Tiamu not talking about. DC. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just talking about it because you were talking about. It. Well, we could get past it. Like, I get what you're saying with stability over mm-hmm. upside, but, like, if I'm DC Defenders, I'm looking for all the upsides I could get. And, like, yeah. if by week five, boo-hoo, like, next year, if they're still around, which they will be, whatever, you know? Get, get into next year. Yeah. First year of spring football, always fun, but, you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, you might not know this name. San Antonio, Jack Cohen. And I can tell you right now, this is a bad... This is a bad pick for your starting quarterback. If your quarterback is Jack Cohen, you might be screwed. Uh, Who's number two? Like, <sighs> do they have a choice? Oh, they have a choice. Let me find their... Do they, though? Like, Let me find this real quick. So, Jack Cohen, this is him. He played, I think he played college for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He's 24, which is like, okay... He was with the he was with Notre Dame in like twenty twenty one, but like he's just kind of like, just kind of like basic. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of safe, but like, at the same time, we haven't really seen him play a lot. Let me find uh, the Brahmas real quick. XFL Brahmas. So, I don't hate it as much as a lot of people. I think it's not. The best, if I can find the depth chart, I could explain why, because I cannot remember these names, because there's a lot. Uh, Jawan Pass and Reed Sinek, I'm not sure about the last one, but Jawan Pass, I think I know who he is. I'm not as knowledgeable as I used to, was that was with the USFL, because there's just a lot more names, mm-hmm. but Pass... There's not a lot known about him, but apparently he was like kind of balling out. Uh, in training camp, but I think the situation... I feel like you could see a lot of QB room play in yeah. week one, Yeah, you know? But, like, it's just kind of like... I think they're just screwed in terms of quarterback. Yeah. I think their defense is going to be awesome, but they're not going to have fun with a quarterback. Yeah. Do you think the XFL is going to be more of a head-to-head scoring or do you think it's going to be more of a defensive run league it's always going to be one to three weeks the offenses are going to figure it out but the offenses that can figure it out early are the ones that are going to make it really well that's why birmingham did so well in the usfl that's why new jersey did so well Mm -hmm. 
Like, I mean, like, the only reason the Breakers made it to the uh, playoffs last year was because they had, like, four wins in the first five games. That's just a fact. Yeah. But, anyway, Arlington, Drew Plitt, already talked about that. Seattle, Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Like, that's gonna... Like, Seattle's gonna be... There's a lot of hype behind Seattle. I think it's earned. Just ben DiNucci to Josh Gordon. Think about that. If Josh Gordon's at 100%. Has Josh Gordon ever been at 100%, though? That's the question. Uh, that one time on the with the Patriots when they beat the Browns, he kind of popped off. I, I remember that day fondly. <laughs> I, I have a lot of weird memories of seeing one wide receiver like Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, ball out. Okay, the top three. I have a t- three wide receivers that had a really amazing game for the New England Patriots and then kind of like fell off a little bit. Except well, Chris Hogan kind of like kept it going. Mm-hmm. Chris Hogan had like three touchdowns in the playoffs against the Steelers. Antonio Brown popped off against the Dolphins, and then Josh Gordon went crazy against the Browns. And like I will and Randy Moss was kind of Randy like a Moss. fever dream. Fair, fair. You know, I still remember when Mister Baker went up to me the day after Antonio Brown signed with the Patriots. It was like Mister Watts, I'm sorry to hear that Antonio Brown signed. With your team, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, Bill Belichick was able to contain Randy Moss, so and he was like, true, and then, like, a month later, <laughs> the incident. Um, when are we going to get Mr. Baker on this? Summer. We could try. Uh, Vegas, Luis Perez, the grandpa, as XFL Jim put it, the grandpa of spring football, because he's been in every single <laughs> league. He, I mean, he was in XFL 2020. TSL, the Spring League, and freaking, uh, you know, this league now, and USFL. And then Houston is Brandon Silvers, played one good drive in the FCF, got, like, like destroyed, and then just, like, never played another game in the mm-hmm. FCF. But he played, he started for the C, for the Dragons in 2020. I think he also played in the Spring League. But the Dragons were bad in 2020, right? Until they started playing, uh... BJ Daniels, mm-hmm. and then they started popping off, and then COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, uh, we can talk about the Vipers death chart now, because I barely scraped my way through that. But, hey, Vipers? We got how many days? Nine days till we're in Vegas, drinking beers and eating dogs. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, our wide receivers were stacked. Ger- Geronimo Al- Allison. Dude, Jeff- he was a Packer. Yeah. Jeff Baddett, Martavis Bryant, Matthew Sexton, and then, like, another guy. I'm not going to say that name because I'm not going to say it right. And then our running back, Rod Smith. Racism. John Lovett. Shut up. You can't say it because you're racist. Luis Perez, Brett Hudley. So, from what we've heard, Brett Hudley, he's, like, $200,000 playing the XFL. He's not playing week one, but he'll probably play, like, a couple of drives just to, like, get familiar. Mm-hmm. Probably just not being able to get familiar with the offense, but, I mean, Baker Mayfield got uh, familiar with it in, like, 42 or 48 hours. He didn't have one good game. Uh, three. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he had one uh, game. I was wrong about Mike Wu. <laughs> uh, his name is Michael Miller. I would Miller. like to apologize. I would like to apologize to Michael Miller. He is <laughs> on the depth chart as our second right guard. So who was Mike Wu? It is him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's his name on uh, Instagram. I oh. thought it was his last name. Uh, it's probably like Wu-Tang Clan or something. Vic Beasley, of course. Hell yeah. 
That's gonna be so good. I love Vic Beasley. Uh, yeah. And then Classic got... Falcon, and then after they lost the Super Bowl, he just quit. Just like the Falcons. And then our long snapper, who is also my walls, uh, wallpaper right now, Adam Higaria. I think that's how you say Higashikata. it. Higashikata. Alright, he's a long snapper. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy he didn't get cut so I can still have him as a wallpaper and not feel bad. Yeah. That's our depth chart. Very cool. Now, uh, do you want to talk about how the week one stadiums are looking right now in terms of selling out, or do you want to talk about... Might as well. Alright. So, let's look at Arlington and Vegas first. I've been keeping on the pulse for this all week, just because I want to see what's popping off. That's how good they're doing. Are the Gray sold out? Gray is sold out. Yeah, so the what? They only have like maybe 12 sections left. And that's how much seats they have left in there. Mm-hmm. Game one is going to be packed. Yeah, in those 12 sections, there's almost no seats per section. Yep. So it, it's pretty it's pretty freaking full. Yep. And now let's look at Houston Roughnecks and Guardians. Now this one might be the least sold out. True. And it's still yeah. doing fine. Like... Even then, there's not a lot of seats in those right. other than, like, that one up at the top. And, of course, they're not going to, like, open up the top unless, if, like, a team starts doing really well. Uh-huh. Which, granted, whatever. Now, San Antonio Brahmas, they had a buy one, get one free, whatever. They basically, like, this kid, like, they're going to, Alamo Dome, they just want to pack that for football. Always. Yeah. They did it in the AAF. Luis Perez also played in the AAF. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to name that one off real quick. Play for the Birmingham iron i mean surprising with san antonio then dc defenders at seattle now i think with this one it's going to be a lot of game most people game of like and this is audi field so it's a little bit smaller mm-hmm. this is still fine for audi field yeah those two sections are basically full but are you are they even being sold what like those two sections on the left like on the far left oh are those even being sold as tickets? Like down there? That? No, the fully blue one. Oh, uh. It's glitching. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, safe standing. Oh, so it's a. Oh, that must have been where the beer snake was at. Must have been. But... <sighs> Real quick, uh, after this, I need to get some ibuprofen for you. Okay. <laughs> My head's banging. Uh, I will say this. Somehow. In one week, the XFL has sold more tickets than the USFL did there in their entire season. <laughs> uh, so my here's a controversial take: they sold more tickets in one week than the USFL did in one season. That's probably wrong, maybe, but maybe also true. It's yeah. what's really sucks is we can't look at the numbers, like the see how many tickets are available. They'll probably be out after the game. I hope. I would say, but yeah, I mean. Uh, why not? Real quick, we can look at the Vegas, uh... The game that we're going to? The game... We have a section sold out! Uh, yeah, we're sitting right here. Uh, the front row. Nice. We're, we're gonna flex on you guys real quick. Front row, end zone. We gonna start the Viper's Leap. <laughs> the real snake. I'm going to run on the field butt naked. I'm going to find somebody's... I'm gonna... When they jump up onto us, I'm gonna lick their helmets. Vigorously, yeah, yeah, that's expected of me. You'll see, my I'll be sitting right next to my dad. He'll just look at me. If they have fifty dollar jersey, I will buy one. I'll probably buy a jersey. 
I hope it's fifty dollars because I don't want to spend too much. But at the same time, Viper sweeps, so I'm gonna buy it anyway. Yeah. All right, we still gotta do our pickums for Vipers. Yeah, well, well, let's just pickums for each week because then we have football stuff for each week. You okay? So uh, so fair, just pickums for fair, this week. Week one picks. Plus, we already done like three pickums for the Vipers season. Have we? <laughs> yeah, like three times. No, I don't think so. I think it's just me being like, yeah, Vipers going 12-0. and You say Vipers going 12-0, and and then I give like a genuine... All right. I'll do my first ones. I'll, so let's just pull up the XFL schedule. I already know it, but it'll be nice just to have a graphic. Yeah. Uh, or I could just go on ESPN and find it real quick. So we'll just do... I'll go first, then Carter will go first. We could give re- or we could just go game by game let's and be smart by, by it. Uh, yeah, let's just we already know the first one because this one means the most to us. We got Le Le Vipers Le Vipers versus the Arlington Renegades. Now, of course, we both got the Vipers coming out with a season opener W. Yep, we're gonna embarrass them. Yeah. We're gonna embarrass them hard, like Luis Perez. 505 yards, eight touchdowns, <laughs> three of them will be rushing, two of them will be receiving. <laughs> One ball will be given to me. We, we're not going to be at that game. I, I retract that statement. <laughs> you'll fly to Dallas and you'll run to Arlington. But yeah, I you want to just do like a over under or do you want to do like a game score? Just whoever's Let's accurate? go game score. I'm saying it's probably... 31-21. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'll be a little bit more conservative on it because I think it's, like I said, I've watched Spring Leagues for a while and I know they're going to be a little bit slower going, but if it's anything like XFL 2020, we'll see probably 30s, 20s. I'm going to go That's 28. literally what I did. <laughs> I'm going to go a little more conservative. Gives no, the I'm Vipers saying I'm going to go three less points. <laughs> so there's also the factor of the uh, 1, 2, 3. There's no PATs. Oh yeah, that so is So you got to think about that. You want to retract I feel like most people are going to go for twos. I can see that. But I could also see on like a pick 6 going for 3. Mhm. Uh but I think I'm going to go 29. I don't know why I said more conservative, sorry. <laughs> 29 25 Vipers. Mm. You? We're going to embarrass them. <laughs> we are. We're going to beat them at home. I'll stick with 31-21, honestly. All right. It, I mean, I think that. that's safe. I think it's range, you know. I like its range. Okay, let's go second game. Guardians Roughnecks at Houston. Um, this all these, Yeah, all these games are going to be in Texas except for DCs. Just how it is. <laughs> I'm thinking Roughnecks. Mostly like because it. the Guardians don't have a quarterback. Neither do the Roughnecks, to be fair, but... It's okay. This will probably be, what I would think, probably the worst game. Oh, yeah. For sure. But... I'm still probably watching Probably 15-12. I like it. I like it. Uh, you know what? I've dogged on the Guardians. I think they deserve it. So I'm not going to pick them this week. Is it... Are they the ones that called us you the said, standing poopers no that was the battle hawks oh. uh what was your score again 15 12 15 12 that's i like it i like it uh i also have the rough picks, but i would like to see the guardians get stopped because paxton lynch will throw three interceptions or something like that 
So I'm going to say... Houston also doesn't have an offense, though. So, like, I can't go that high. 20-10. Okay. I'll start with this one. Battlehawks, Brahmas. This game I really want to watch. I feel like Brahmas are my boom or bust team. Because they're going to have a good defense. We know this. But how good is their offense going to be? Battlehawks. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. I think Battlehawks take it. I agree. Uh, I'm going to go 33 to 15. I'm going to go 26. With the, with the Brahmas, I feel like they'll put up a fight, though. You could maybe see a pick six in that game. I would yeah. say 24, 26-24. I think if we could bet, I would put, a, like, if there was a future or whatever for, like, a touchdown, de- defensive touchdown in one of these games, I would say Brahma's mm-hmm. most likely this game. But let's go to the final game. I think this is going to be the game where we have some discrepancies. Sea Dragons defenders at Audi Field, Washington, D.C. You know me. Yep. Honestly, the defenders have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I've got defenders sweeping the sea poops, the sea stinkers. The poop deck. Poop deck. Um, I'm going to go 36, 28. Ooh. I thought you were going to say the exact same score from 2020, and I would have been like, that's going to be good. What was the exact same score? 36. I can't find it. Uh... 2020. Because this was the opening game of the 2020 XFL. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, it was what kind of like 3119. Let's go with that 3119. I like it. You said 30, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to say it. (laughs) Uh, I knew it was 30 something. All right. I think the Sea Dragons are going to be a good team. They might be the best team. I don't think that they're not going to be a good team. I just don't like the Sea Dragons. I now, Seattle. see, we're on the opposite. We're on the opposite spectrum because Sea Dragon, the Dragons were my team in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and they have a special place in my heart because they got me back into football, even though they sucked. Uh, so I could see either thirty one nineteen Sea Dragons. <laughs> I kind of want to say that, <laughs> but I also could see this being a decent game because Tiamu is just a decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. This will probably be. The second most, the second game I want to watch the most. Sea Dragons. 35 30. Okay. Now. Fair score. Yeah. Now, whoever's more right is more right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever and wins, the way it wins. Goes. Okay, I think that's all we have for the. Oh, uh, real quick on the spring football topic. Uh, USFL lost another coach again. This is just kind of like it wasn't their a fault. Weekly occurrence. He got a really good deal with I don't remember if it was a college, and like honestly, it was a power five school. So like Kevin, yeah, how can you really turn that down? Honestly, you can't because those teams have more money than freaking Jesus. You know, <laughs> <laughs> more money than uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. That's saying something. That's not true. The church is like one of the richest. Rich. We got money because we just save all of it. Yeah, we can't um, pay for missions. Maryland. Maryland? Maryland. 
I don't know why I said so. I would never want to live in Maryland, but... No, because you'll just get murdered. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can't say no to that. And, like, that's the problem with these USFL coaches, I feel like. They have a lot of coaches that are young or kind of, like, looking for more opportunities. And same thing Mm -hmm. with the XFL, but, like, XFL has some more older guys. And it's just not fair. Like, I mean, some coaches stepped away for different reasons. Some didn't. Like, it's not a dig at the other league. It's just what happens. And, like, mm-hmm. we could see it happening with the XFL next average year. Average XFL enthusiast versus average USFL enjoyer. Their, the Twitter beef was insane after the Super Bowl. Because, like, literally <laughs> that was, like, the start of spring football, and the USFL said that ad. Real football starts in eight weeks. Oh. Holy crap. Dude, it was popping off. <laughs> that was, like, one of the, like, it was, like, worse than that random day in, like, the middle of December that everybody started beefing on the Discord. Because it was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's probably all we have for uh, spring football that's real. Because now we got game league to talk about. <laughs> now, let's just start. The UFL was a league in like the early 2010s. They played in the fall. Uh, they didn't do it to compete with the NFL. They did it to support the NFL being like, hey, we will play... For you, well, like, we'll play, and just, like, when your players get hurt, you can take some of our guys that are ready to go. And they chose places that didn't really have NFL teams, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they had Vegas locomotives. In Vegas, they had a team at the time, of course. So, you know, kind of kind of smart. It just didn't work out. They made it to, like, season two, and then season three, they kind of fell apart. So, like, yeah, it just didn't work out. It was kind of, like, one of those where it kind of had, like, a bittersweet ending. Yeah. But there's a man who decided to bring it back. All right? But this man has been known to scam people before. Uh, again, if I can find the name. <laughs> so let's just find... I'll just pull it up real quick. National Gridiron. Jody Joestar. National Gridiron. <laughs> so he scammed people before in basically the same way that MLFB did. They literally d- ditched their players in a area. You know about that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they ditched their players. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Okay, National Gridiron League. Uh, Joe E. McClendon the third. So he started this new league, the UFL. It's a scam league. Basically, everybody knows this. They prom. They're doing eight v eight. Now let's just start out with their presentation for partners this is their opening page <laughs> this it it's literally no just a sense. guy squatting four plates we are the newest in nation's storied and rich tradition of professional football leagues the 2023 season will mark the debut of the third iteration of the ufl yeah, to be fair they started they had like a 1960 league mm-hmm. just... with over 129 games we will embark on a historic season and provide our patrons with the absolute best in professional sports entertainment. And then they have a random graphic of a guy squatting saying, there's no skipping leg day. Why do you have that? (laughs) Okay, whatever. Uh, We're not going to read all this. Sum it up. On Saturday, April 22nd, the United Football League will launch the league's 2023 season with seven games throughout the country and over 8,400 fans in attendance at each game. They promise that. What? How yeah. can you promise the United four hundred fo- fans at each game? The United, well, because they promised to make stadiums for every single team. 
that are like mi- how do mini, they have money? Mini micro stadiums. They don't. They're scamming. Okay. <laughs> the United Football League is the premier eight v eight. Well, we'll talk about the mall too. The eight v eight professional football league in America. Our franchises recruit players from college football's top conferences, such as the SEC and Big Ten. In addition to our collegiate player accolades on the field, over eighty percent of our rosters are college graduates. They don't have rosters. <laughs> Our teams, all East Coast teams. Now, Connor, this is your time to pick your UFL team. We got the Chicago. <laughs> we got. I'm sorry, I don't know my geography that well. We have the Bombers. We got the Pioneers. We got the Capitals. We got the Stampede. We got the Firebirds. We got the Horses. We got the Destroyers. We got my team, the Pirates. The uh, Wildcats, the Mudcats, the Twisters, the How Oklahoma... The, are there? 14, <laughs> uh, I think. Oklahoma City Wranglers, the Bighorns, and the Red Sticks. I'm a Red Sticks and fan. And the Mudcats. I'm a Red Sticks fan. And what they, even is a Red Stick? I don't even know. You, it's like in St. Louis. Uh, so UFL, corporate pon- partnerships... Kids camp, food drive, hospital visits, stop the violence event, what? <laughs> youth mentorship, what? <laughs> and then how corporate partners can help your company, partnership development. The Wildcats will be competing in a 14 team UFL, and all members of the league's Eastern Conference. They have a guy, uh, bicep, bicep curly. Why? I don't know. This is the weirdest website I've ever seen in my life. This is a yeah. Our partnership commitment levels, baseline partner, $25,000. Silver partner, 75000 And you get an image and logo rights. Gold partner, 225000 100, 100, 100, 000, I can't do numbers right now. 450... 400... What does it say? $450,000. It's $450,000, Mason. Yeah, I said it right. <laughs> Shut up. All right, let's, here's the stadiums. Uh, In-stadium promotional assets. Uh, stadium. UFL stadiums will play home football stadiums in a 8,400-seat 8, modular-built stadiums. Modular supporting venues are commonplace in beach volleyball and tennis. So they're promoting a tennis court. The They're stadium. promoting tennis football. Uh, here's their... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not even their stadium. Live streaming. This is great. UFL Plus. Oh my god! And then thank you. And they have a stock image stock of, photo of football fans. watching football. Okay. So, wow, what do you think? <laughs> cringe. Yep. Well... Yeah, and are they playing in the fall? You know, they're again? playing... They're playing April, and they are going to have... Oh, yeah. They're going to have amazing stadiums. Not. They probably won't even have stadiums. They probably aren't even going to play this season. They have head coaches. And I feel so bad for these guys. <laughs> these guys have, like, positions at the UFL that they left. Like, the USFL that they left. Some of these guys. Like, uh, the Wranglers head coach. He had a position in the USFL, and he left to be a head coach for... A league that's not going to play. Yeah. This is Rip the worst. You should, that's why you should look into your... Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, in the world of all football, there's so many scams, it's hard to know. True. So, you want to... Let's look at their gear before we talk about the drama with the uh, Oklahoma City Mall. 
Now, your team was the... Red Sticks. If we can find them, I don't know if they're going to be in here. If not, I'll just choose one of the ones that are... Oh, Baton Rouge Red Sticks. Here is your gear. What does it even say on it? Uh, Baton Rouge. Bat Rouge oh. Red Sticks. So it's just like stuff. It's a stuff. Saint. Yeah. It's a Saint's yeah. logo. The, Never it's mind. The Vegas not Vipers. Red anymore. It's the Vipers. It's logo. the Vipers alternate logo. <laughs> uh, what else was I going to look at with this? There's a lot. There's a lot to this. Yeah. I mean, we could go. Let's just the, go to the mall. I mean, hang on. There's something else. There was something, oh, the partners. This is going to get you. Here are their partners Wilson, Evo Shield. Football shift in Adidas. Why is Adidas a sponsor? I can guarantee none of that is true. Yeah. There's no Wilson way. is a basketball company. He makes footballs. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. What? Let's uh, talk about the drama that kind of like is exposing this a little bit. So. <coughs> okay. So. <laughs> Oh gosh! And like this guy's done a be- the exact same thing before with the National Gridiron League, where he's like scanned people out of it. It's just wild. So there's a article from K O C O News Five ABC in uh, Oklahoma City. In December, the United Football League announced Crossroads Mall would be the home of Oklahoma City Wranglers. Now those plans have stopped. <laughs> so. Why the mall? Are they just going to have an outlet? Exactly. They... That's what I'm saying. The, the stadium was planned to be built on the south side grounds of the mall, but after days of investigating, KOCL5 found no permits were ever pulled for the project. Construction, construction has not begun. They're supposed to play in two months. Bro. If they haven't even started construction on their arenas, there's no shot. The least, they... the least terms were he would sign the lease in December, but would not have to pay the $10,000 deposit until February 1st. Uh, said Kari Lawrence, the CEO of Crossroads. February 1st has passed. Convention, <laughs> convention Center. The payments didn't come, and now both the UFL and the mall are accusing the other of criminal activity. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a yikes. It, here's a quote If from, I were a UFL head coach, I would just leave now. McClendon said he stopped sending money more. for the lease because there was confusion about who he was supposed to send it to. From our perspective, it looks fishy, said McClendon. Bro. What a wiener. I mean, we don't, I don't really want, it just kind of gives me a bad taste in my mouth to talk about these leagues, yeah. except for the MLFB, because that's just wild. Uh, it's just sad, honestly. Yeah. So, we don't need to spend I just don't understand, there's no shot that more, no more than two or three alt leagues can even survive. Because first off... Hey, you got a lot of arena leagues. Well, I'm meaning like XFL level yeah. you know like pe- fair, the things that people will talk about when fair, it's not like hometown stuff you know because you don't have a lot of high level players i mean you do but you don't and at some point i meaning there's no big way. big there, alt leagues can't exist more than two or three at a time because there's a certain pool of high level players that you can pull from high level yes but there's no there's no end to talent i'll say that much like, you can just, you can make a league just on D3 guys, and I'm sure you'll have some good yeah. games. But, like, it's an 8v8 league in, like, a small thing. That could work. That could work. Could if, if it was real. And if it was, like, yep. planned out better, and if it was, like, organized. Yep. And that's why, like, you just have to kind of, like, find your niche. 
Mm-hmm. That's how the FCF has worked. That's how arena football has worked. And that's why the arena football league is coming back. Because they have their niche, and the arena football can, like, outstretch and be different than all these other leagues. Like, they can have a team in Utah. Mm-hmm. They did, and it was successful. Yeah. But, like, it's just kind of like, you can have these weird teams, like the LA Kiss, you know? Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to talk about it. UFL is a scam. If any players are listening to this, which I doubt, do not go to the UFL. And if that guy, that's the Wranglers head coach, leave. You could probably get your job back at the USFL. They probably need some coaches mm-hmm. for something. Anyway, let's get to the last thing we have. First uh, off, do you want to mention anything about Part 9? Nah, we could do that later. Okay. We're one chapter in, but JoJo Land's released, yay. I ran to the seminary building. Yeah, he was had... he was freaking out after weights this morning because the website wasn't working and he almost cried. Yes. <laughs> All right. I've been waiting a year for this. I have. <laughs> All right. You you want? And there's a trans cross dresser. That's all I want to say. Talk about freaking things. No. The the albums. Okay. So final segment, we've got. Our list of top five albums of all time. Now, I've matured a lot since we last did a gym playlist. Okay, but... I, I don't listen to rap very often anymore. It start. I'll say this much, too. This started off with me saying, oh, I want this to be for real. This is, like, half for real, half meme. And by that, I mean these are, like, my favorite albums, and, like, some of them I think are actually, like, genuinely, like, some of the mm-hmm. best albums ever. I kind of went... I have a couple of my favorites... Like, my number one is just one of my favorites. I think it also can be considered one of the best. But probably not to a lot. Well, let's just go. Let's just Yeah, you want to start with your first one? Okay. With number five, I've got Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Good this one's just album, a personal dude. favorite. No, Fleetwood that's Mac, one, that's, that could be one of the best albums ever, to be for real. I don't think it's it one not- of the best albums ever, though. This like, is Rumors? Rumors, Fleetwood Mac. It's their best album for sure. This is one of the best albums ever. This is known. It's up there with like uh, Dark of the Moon. Uh, I see the freaking Transformers. (laughs) It's (laughs) the Dark Side of the Moon. The Pink Floyd album. Yeah. I don't know. This one I just like love. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac is great. Yeah. I like like Tango the Night better. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Is that the one with Tusk? No, that's Tusk. Tusk is Tusk, Tusk yeah. Is Tusk. I forget. Okay, your five? My five? The Aquabats versus the Floating Eye of Death and Other Amazing Adventures, Volume 1. <laughs> this is one of the best ska albums of all time. I want you to just play a clip of one of the songs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Refuses. Yeah, if you, if you love ska and if you love music, you will love this album. This album is fantastic. All right. Sure. <laughs> Gosh, okay. dang it. Oh, man. Um, at my number four, I have Holy Diver by Dio. Good album. I think that this, the reason why I put this here, is because it's just the the image of classic rock. Well, also, it has one of the hardest album covers of all time. Oh, yeah. Great album cover. I'm not even getting into album covers. Oh, if we went to album covers. Because if my number one has such a deep, meaningful album By the cover, way, hang on. Real quick, by the way, the reason why we decided to do this episode right now is because Lucas wouldn't be here, so he wouldn't give us all of his crappy music. <laughs> <laughs> so we wouldn't have any Lucas. Machine Girl or Black Midi. Yeah. Uh, I like those bands and I like those albums. Lucas, we are not having them in the top five. 
I know you're listening to this while you're in Salt Lake, idiot. Um. Anyway. But really, with Holy Diver, it's just like everything you want from classic rock. I could debate that there's an album that does better. Is it on your list? It's on my list. Okay. I could go. That one's a higher up on the list, though. Yeah, fair enough. My number four. Mm. I hate you for putting this at number four. Metallica Black Album. I think okay, I'm not hating it because guess what? In, in the way that it is, you say that Holy Diver is the, like, no, like the antith- this is the antithesis of, like, metal. Yeah, it's like the like, image if you of look, metal. If you look, this is the image of metal. This is what Virginia Tech plays before every game, and it's the most hype intro ever. This yeah. is like... Enter Sandman is quite possibly the most legendary song of all it's time. It's literally like the uh, quote that, I forget who said it, it's talking about FPS games... Of course, we took inspiration from Doom. Anybody that says they didn't take inspiration from Doom when they made an FPS was lying. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing with Metallica. I think it was Doom, but like Metallica just set the standard for metal. Yeah, here. Black Album, awesome, amazing. Like you, you have some of the most classic Metallica songs there, and mm-hmm. you even have that one slow song for no reason. Yeah, it, what. And nothing else matters. Nothing else matters, dude. That yeah. one's so good. <laughs> Never care for what. My dad's always says that that was like the song that they played at his senior prom. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't do James Hetfield because I am dying. <laughs> I, okay. What's your number three, about? I have Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. Oh boy. This I album, like I this like album is a poem. This is one of my picks that's just which, the greatest which, of all time. Which uh, Kendrick album was this, like, in chronological? So... Was this before? This or? was after Good Good Kid, Mad City. Okay. And Good Kid, Mad City was about, like, his adolescence growing up. As it's in the name, Good Kid, Mad City. But this one is a pretty much what I would like to call a poem about another transition. Right. From his adolescence to... From man to woman. Um... Basically, the entire album can be summarized in one quote, which I have written down right here from Mortal Man. And of course, it features in a couple of the other songs as kind of like a prologue or whatever. But probably like one of my favorite music moments. I remember you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same, abusing my power full of resentment. Resentment that turns into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me. So I went running fast till I came home. <laughs> that sums up to Pimple Butterfly perfectly. And he has a he has a um at the end of Mortal Man, that's all I wrote. And then he interviews Tupac on the song. It's, so, it's legendary. It's legendary. To Pimp a Butterfly, think, greatest rap album of all time. I can agree. It's not going to be my pop... There's no rap no, in my top no. five. I had to add that because Kendrick be is just good. had to be there. Kendrick should be in the top five albums of all time. Mm-hmm. I, it could be any of his albums. If you go album. every genre, I feel like reincarnate yeah. like the... We should do that one day. We could do that with Lucas. Yeah. We need to have him for some Just music. best album of each genre. We, I mean, we get, we have to just do like five genres. We can't. We have to just Like the big ones. The you can name the best big ones. genres and the best albums. In yeah. Them. I think that'd be pretty good. That would be good. Okay. Uh, Three. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, this one's actually 
I'm sorry for what I'm going to put. All right, and not for number three. Lat, later, lateralis, I think that's how you say it, by Tool. This okay. is the best Tool album. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, Tool fans, will sing. Otherwise, maybe 10,000 Days. No, this is the best. This is what Tool is. It makes zero sense sometimes. <laughs> it's all political. And they have a really goofy ending with the uh, guy on that one radio show who said he, like, escaped Area 51 and, like, they have, like, secret stuff hidden in there and they just put, like, drums and stuff to it. And it goes crazy hard. And one time I listened to that at, like, 12 a.m. and I got super scared. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, spooked. That's a, that's a story for a different time. Uh, <laughs> you're number two. Okay. Um, so I think you know which one you think I put here. It's a Metallica album. Yeah. It is not the Black Album. Okay. It's Injustice for All. This is my favorite Metallica album because it has Freight Ends of Sanity, which is probably my all-time PR song. It's a good song. It was a legendary moment in Miller's classroom. Um, We (laughs) were safety squatting, and it was like heavy twos, and I did it for 16. Absolutely legendary moment to Freight Ends of Sanity. Um, One, most likely my favorite song all time. Wow. One is that good. Um, I mean, it's good, but it's just kind of like it's not like it's not even like the it's not even like my top like fifty metal songs. Actually, I mean, like it's dude. it's one of I'm not even one that's like I'm not even one that's like uh, long songs suck, but like it's kind of I love like, long songs. Oh, are yeah. the best songs. Oh yeah, I could definitely agree, but like one is just kind of like. Could have been a little bit like tighter, in my opinion. And you're, I know that's you're right about that. A very controversial to say because but one, it has two parts to it, is how I see. Yeah. And as soon as darkness imprisoning me, as I soon see, as that hits, it hits. It is so live. good. I one, quite possibly greatest song of all time. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> iconic. Iconic. Oh, that's what I'll I say. say iconic. Okay. My number two? Yeah. Now this is the best classic rock album of all time. Okay. Which I've only listened to recently. Court of the Crimson King by King Crimson is better than Holy Dio. Is better than Dio. I'm sorry. I love Dio. You just listen to King Crimson because it's Diablo. So good. I like Dio's my favorite character though. I I would be more biased on that. Did you know about King Crimson before JoJo? Did you know about Dio before Jojo? Yes, I did. Oh. <laughs> Rainbow in the Dark has always been on my playlist. Oh, nice. Not saying that I've went in, I went into more depth after, but Holy Diver has always been a great album. Yeah. But, but anyway, go ahead. I mean, this is how you find music, by just finding people. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't this trying to take a shot or anything, you know. Or the Crimson King. Fantastic. I've only listened to 21st Century Schizoid. It's so and... Good. Epitaph. It was this or the Yellow album by Court of the Crimson King, uh, by King Crimson. Mm-hmm. But I think this one, just having Epitaph and uh, I Talk to the Wind, mm-hmm. kind of beats out Model Man and Three of a Perfect Pair for me. Mm-hmm. It's just like so good. It's literally like Led Zeppelin with like the psychedelicness of like a band like The Grateful Dead. Hmm. This is like the pre-tool to me. Okay. That's what I'll say. Well. Okay, now we've got our number ones. This one is, like I said, it's a personal favorite. But it's also could be considered one of the greatest of all times. And I've got Led Zeppelin 4. All right. I like it. 
Um, so I wrote down a couple of notes. After the hot, steamy turd that Led Zeppelin three was, that was for dramatic effect. Led Zeppelin three was good. Um, they came back and mixed both rock and folk with a little bit of classic in it. This is like a analysis paper on like a guy in music theory. It in is. College. It is. But. But like poorly written. Yes, it's literally a paragraph that I wrote twenty minutes before this. Yeah. Um. And they mix it all into a perfectly formed album. Yeah. Um, when the Levy breaks, just I'm going to point out my two favorites from the album. When the Levy breaks is a folksy blues song, you know, and I love it. It's like seven minutes long, too, like I said. And Stairway to Heaven is one of the greatest songs of all time. It's probably up there in my top three. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's mediocre until the last eight or ten lines. It just hits so hard. Yeah. Stairway to Heaven. Oh. Well, it's because it's literally like... It's it's honestly... The beat, like, I, I don't know... Like, just the beat is just so good. Yeah. The music of it is I, so good through there. I can't deny how impactful and important Stairway to Heaven is, but it's just not... Again, it's just one of those songs where, like, for me, everybody's like, oh, Still Room Heaven is one of the best songs of all time. I listen to it. I'm like, yeah, but it's not that good until, like, the last minute. You can just shut your trap. I know. No, it's fine. It, but that's the thing is that last minute and a half makes up for It goes for hard. Him. It goes hard. But, like, I just, it's just kind of like. And if we're being honest, my, up until now, I've always just had the music taste of what my friends listen to. But not me. But not you, because I thought you were weird. But yeah, now I, I like am. the same music that you Because I am do. weird. Because my number one album is a Ska album. Yeah. Uh, but I'm finally going to where good music actually was made. Everybody, prepare yourself. Ska has the best album of all time. Or at least I'll say the tightest. I've used that word twice. The tightest album of all time. What do you mean by tightest? Like, there's not a gets bad, to the point? There's not a bad song on this album. It is 43 okay. minutes long, gets to the point, and is just banging the entire way through. This is Turn the Radio Off by Real Big Fish. The greatest band ever. <laughs> okay. Now, as you hey, quoted Kendrick, and again, I'll say this much. Kendrick, I have him, I'm planning on quoting him in my mission farewell, but it's a shame I can't quote Real Big Fish. Because here's this poetry right here. Because you're going to go to the record store. You're going to give them all your money. Radio plays what they want you to hear. Tell me it's cool. I just don't believe it. Sell out with me. Oh, yeah. Sell out with me tonight. The record company is going to give me lots of money. And everything's going to be all right. And that is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> it is so good. Not only that, they have beer on this album. And beer goes so Freaking hard for no reason. It's fair. I can't say that I'm an avid scholar. You listener. haven't listened to this album. I know. I've, I don't listen this to this album. This album is so good. Honorable mentions. Oh, Do you have any honorable mentions? I mean... For Your Eyes Only by J. Cole. Honorable mention. Also... I can't... No, Doom's not... Doom's a soundtrack. I'm sorry. Along with um, The Color and the Shape 
Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised Foo Fighters didn't make it into either of ours. Uh, <clears throat> Foo Fighters isn't like a, a great band for me. I'll listen to them a lot, but they're just kind of like there. Yeah. I, I, love, I, really I like, like Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl, but like, it's just like not there for me a lot yeah. of times. Um, and then also Around the Fur by Deftones. That's nice. my moody. My moody <laughs> listening. I have a lot of moody listening sometimes. Uh, a lot of these are kind of like a compilation albums, so I can't really put it. MTV, MTV Unplugged in New York by Nirvana is their best. It's mm-hmm. kind of like live, but it's like whenever. Uh, Elvis's Blue Hawaii, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you're weird like me. Uh, I would say the Doom soundtrack. I, the only reason I didn't put it on there is because it's a soundtrack. The God of War soundtrack. Yeah. Uh like, there's a lot of albums I could have had. It. Lego Ninjago intro, <laughs> 2012 TMNT intro. Still Life Talking by Pat Metheny Group. That's a really good album for me, but I just mm-hmm. could not bring myself to put in experimental jazz yeah. there. A lot of these I just didn't pick because they were just... Uh, any Fleetwood Mac album could have been in there, honestly. True. Like, I'm kind of like, I'm a soundtrack guy. Uh, I cannot bring myself to put in a Tally Hall album for the life of me. I would have gotten mercilessly made fun of by Lucas, and they're just, like, not going to be in my top five. I couldn't let that happen. Yeah. I can have two Ska albums, but I cannot have <laughs> Tally Hall. That's how much Tally Hall is weird to me. It's the same thing with American football. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to put it in there. I so wanted bad. to put the... We could do, like, a... The, like the, the worst, weirdest. The, the worst quotation marks albums of all time. The, oh... Uh, albums that will do the opposite of getting you laid. I have three of them for you right now. American Football. Uh, where's the Tally Hall one? Uh, uh, Tally Hall's freaking... Alright. Uh, American Football, Tally Hall's Marv, uh, Good and Evil, and then uh, Weezer's Blue Album. True. That's so true. <laughs> that If you are dead set on being a virgin... Listen to those. Always listen to those and nothing else. And always talk to women about how much you love American footballs. <laughs> I got copyright struck on YouTube for putting that in there. Of course you did. In there. <laughs> One time. Uh, that's a story for another time. I got a, what was the... I was talking about Tool and uh, gave me the creeps once. That was the other story for another time. Uh, there's plenty of stories for other times. Man, we need to get Miller on here. We do. <laughs> we need Miller, Mr. Baker, and my... I can't say what... He, I won't say the last one, actually. Pearson? We could do Pearson, but I was going to say my uncle, but I'm not going to say why. You're going to give a bro quote or something? Um, bro quote. <laughs> I think I actually... And here's what I know down the road. Uh, I might actually have a bro quote real quick. Do it. Um, my bro quote. Honestly, um, bro verbs... Book one, verse one, is just that entire Kendrick quote. I'm not even joking. Okay. Oh my gosh. Proverbs uh, 9, 9. <laughs> uh, the book of Jodeo. It's because you were jamming out to Dua Lipa so hard. That's my that's my bro. If you know, you know. Kind of like Miller's post the other day. True. If you this... know, you know. He said that twice in one day. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that now. Anything else you want to bring to this? Uh, no, I think, I think it's been been a great time yeah i mean i had fun recording it and i hope people yeah. like listening to it but yeah uh, i like when we do music sections 
Uh, we just need to have one where Lucas is here so he can give us off. Goofy. Music. We can do goofiest. You know what? We can, goofiest, so, goofiest songs. We could just do... Why don't we just do like... I would put Tusk as goofiest song. Tusk is goofy. Yeah. Because it's just like, Tusk. And then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I could go on for hours about the weirdest ska song you ever heard. Yeah. Like Mighty Mighty Boss Stones. Uh, we usually end with bro quotes, but we're still talking. This was 21 Down. <laughs>